Listening to your body is one of the most powerful things that you can do. And so often, so many people grow up learning to stop listening to their body. So many people grow up learning to override the alerts or the notifications that are happening in their body for the sake of whatever is going on out in the world, for the sake of survival in our cultural dynamics, whatever it is. But in this episode with Taylor Way, dear heart, (laughs) I love her. She's an energetic strategist who uses human design to better understand our inner worlds and support our soul's unique expression externally. This episode was one of my favorites in a long time when talking about the body, when talking about listening to the body's code. So often we just go out and we externalize where our wisdom comes from. But in this episode with Taylor Way, we really kind of dive in deep on what it means and what it looks like to source wisdom from ourselves. So as you enjoy this episode, don't forget to let us know what you thought. Give us a rate. Give us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Enjoy this episode. I feel like it's a lie when people are like, I only solve one problem in my work. Right. Like, that's not how we work as humans. You know what I mean? Like, it's like one problem begets the next problem, but we're always, it's all about like the context that we're in. So I actually, before I even, I'm like really curious. I know you're a projector. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your profile and your authority? Do you know? Yeah, two, four and emotional. Great, great, fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I I like to like have that context as I'm, because that's kind of where I come back to. It's like, we're all so incredibly unique and like with or without human design, we know that to be true. Mm. And I think like, I, the biggest struggle I've had, like in my, in just the world of expressing myself as a digital entrepreneur has been the essentially like the juxtaposition of like wanting to solidify a brand and knowing the impact of that coming from the advertising world and wanting so badly to have that clear message and then just wanting the freedom to freaking exist and have no parameters and no expectation and no like structure around it. So that, Mm -hmm. that sort of dance has been like the perpetual experience Mm -hmm. for me inside of entrepreneurship and that's just yeah I like that I love that are you mainly receptive or strategic um I am mainly receptive I have an active brain so everything (laughs) else is receptive so yeah which is just hilarious because it's like my brain (laughs) is like I am going to be strategic about everything in my whole body yeah what do you feel (laughs) (laughs) dance that's like constantly happening which Oh, yeah. It's fun if you let it be fun, but it is very, it's just like, wait, who wants to win today? <laughs> like, are we yeah. going to be strategic or are we going to just like melt into it and see? Yeah, absolutely. I had my time wrong by 20 minutes on my birth time for 
a long time. Wow. And I recently realized, oh, my mind is like, so I have a strategic environment and then all of the rest of my arrows are receptive. Mm. And I'm like, well, what do I make of this life that I live as a strategist? Well, there's probably like this, this is probably the reason why I wrestle with everything I do. (laughs) 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 Like this is why people show up to my programs and they're like, you're really not just going to tell us exactly what to do. And I'm like, no, why would I ever do that? (laughs) Take away your freedom and your agency and your sovereignty? No. Dear God, who do you think I am? And then I realized, oh, there are actually people out there who tell you exactly how to tie your shoes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not one of those people. And that's good. That's okay. Mm. Yeah. Like, and, and as you say that, I'm like, and I can't deny that for so long, and I still have the experience where I'm searching for somebody to tell me that, like, to tell me, even no matter how many times I like go through the process, I'm, I still find these moments where my mind is like, but someone must have the exact answer yeah. and the formula that will work, that will exert no extra energy, but what is intended. It's like, there still is this like background thinking that like somebody might give me all of that. So there's yeah. this like secret sneaky desire to give away that power, which yeah. I think is like, what started our whole conversation around this was around like personal responsibility and that the dance Mm -hmm. between like being able to sort of see like I have to own that I want to create this I have to own that I want this and be so deeply in my like ownership of self to even begin and Mm -hmm. I think that's where it gets really confusing because like when you're when you're in a world of providing for yourself and you start to feel the energy of scarcity seep in the automatic initial response is who can help me solve this who can get me out of this who knows better because i've gotten myself here and i need somebody else to pull me out and that that's just such a journey and i think that's something that like i don't know if it's like I'm trying, I'm already trying to make it black and white where it's like, oh, look, I'll get to the solution. I don't think that's the way it is. I think it is something that I just constantly am in observation of and noticing when I leave that seat of self and seat of responsibility, that's when I know, okay, something's off. Like I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm now outside of my body. Mm-hmm. Oh, those, everything you just said was like, yeah, absolutely. I certainly feel that like, you know. I think so many people do. Like I I noticed this reflex that I had for a while of like every time I felt uncertain, I'd go and buy a course. Mm. And then I'd consume the whole course in the afternoon because for some reason that's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) And I would still feel like on the other side of it, like that that was great. And I still have this thing that I want to solve. And the Mm -hmm. thing I wanted to solve for was self-trust trusting myself yes and so it's not that like buying courses and whatever is bad i love learning give me every book not everyone but leave the boring ones (laughs) but like give me like oh i just love information i do Mm. 
But the moment I start consuming from this place of I don't trust myself versus just curiosity and fascination and like Mm. this desire to learn more about this world I'm part of, I think what you're speaking to is is something like bigger than us. It's like the grand narrative of separation from our oneness. Mm. I'm curious about like, what do you think about that? Yeah. It's like, if I could only articulate what is happening in my body, (laughs) it's like, oh my God. I, I, in, in the most like simplest, like if I, you know, I see things in visuals and I'm like, in the most simplest way, I see that we like, we live in a reactive state. That is the normal, that is normalcy in the world. It's this Mm -hmm. like reactivity to what we are experiencing inside. And we're so automated. We're so in that reaction that we don't even realize we're in that reaction, which is what has us maintain that separateness because we're in our mind trying to solve and fix and figure out. And it's like this either the reactivity is either like exploding or it's completely repressive. It's like, there's these, it's like, I have to run and like solve the problem or I have to just stop sharing. Cause I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's these like two extremes. Mm-hmm. What's really being invited is the opportunity to get curious, the opportunity yeah. to see what am I reacting to? Mm-hmm. What is happening inside of my body? Yeah. And it's like the pressure builds so quickly that we're already in the reaction. So it, it it's like this, it's this dance with yourself to be able to witness yourself in that reaction and not make it wrong. That's where I see the muscle of self-trust actually building. Mm-hmm. It's in not judging that, but seeing it, feeling safe to see it, feeling safe to feel it. And then the opening comes. Then you feel relaxed into your body. It's when we're running away from what's happening. It's when we're like, we're just living out that reaction that we cannot find another way to behave. Mm -hmm. And, And that's what I think, you know, your slow branding, like the way that you approach everything, it's just like, it literally forces the room to be curious. It forces the well, if I don't have your immediate solution, you have to sit there and feel how uncomfortable that is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the power. That's where the trust actually builds from how I understand it. Yeah. I love everything that you said. You know, the more I sit with clients and like learn more about the folks that I serve, the more I realize we don't have enough education on like how to attune and listen to those parts that you just described. Mm. Like some some people, like, I mean, I do, I did this today, like felt the feeling and then wasn't able to separate my like big self, my creator self from mm. that feeling. I got like enmeshed in it of like, oh, I must be X, Y, and Z judging the experience. Mm rather than taking that step back and attuning to that part and saying, what part of me is experiencing this? Hmm. What part of me is experiencing this moment? What does it need? Right? Like asking ourselves, what does it need? And then like, Hmm. but instead of doing that, like the spiral happens and then 
the like we lose trust in ourselves to like stay consistent, quote unquote, with who we are and mm-hmm. how we be in the world. Yes. And it's like, oh, that is not something to judge, actually. It's something to be curious about. Mm-hmm. Totally. And and the reaction is judgment because yeah. it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. It's something doesn't feel right. And the I, my body is just like absolutely freaking out because it's like I can feel your projectorness too, just like nailing like the the truth oh of like what it is that I'm like that I like put out in the world. I'm like, oh my god, you just like see me, like you just get it to the core. But it's like this, like in the, I see that like we we're born as souls, like we're born with this deep deep connection to ourselves. But as we start to perceive reality and take things in, our mind starts to form. And we start Mm -hmm. to create narratives. Mm -hmm. And this is where, this is what I love about human design is it helps you understand what those narratives are and where they live. Like this is conditioning. Mm -hmm. And as our mind builds that conditioning, it becomes the front runner. It becomes the lead narrative. Like it is who we are listening to. Mm -hmm. And we exist with that inner monologue. And it isn't Mm -hmm. until we stop and create an inner dialogue with those voices, with those narratives, start to get curious about the stories, start to ask our body what that feeling is and what it might be communicating. It isn't until we create that dialogue that we actually have the space to explore it. Like if you don't feel safe to ask your body, why are you freaking out? your body doesn't feel safe to communicate why it's freaking out. It just needs to freak out. And your mind is like, let me get out of here as soon as I possibly can. There must be a solution. There must be a, and then the spiral. Yeah. And it all comes back to feeling safe to sit in your body and listen to what is happening inside, to observe and to know that you are these three different energetic layers. You are a physical body. You are a mental knowing and you are an essence. All three of those perspectives are so incredibly important and equal. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're speaking my language, like truly. Okay, so I want to pause for a second and ask you questions about you, Taylor Way. Um, First of all, you go by Taylor Way, so it's like two first names, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like I am Taylor, but yes, every everybody I've always people have always called me first and last name. (laughs) It's cohesive. Yeah, (laughs) Taylor. It's super simple. I I worked with a healer one time. He's like, "Well, if your business isn't Taylor's Way, what is it?" I was like, "That is a good question because Taylor Way just has such a ring." But so yes, I love that. So tell us about who you are and what you do. Okay. So, you know, it's funny. I, I call myself an energetic strategist. That was my, my mind's way of coping with, I am a strategist and I work with energy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, liked, I like to consider myself an energetic strategist because at the end of the day, what I see that I do is I'm, I'm looking at energy and I'm strategically working with it. Mm-hmm. And that is me dancing with awareness and from the seat of my body. And so what I really enjoy doing with others is like just helping unpack the narratives, helping like what happens is we we compress it all, like it becomes this knot so quickly and it's like we're just in that spiral. 
And for me, I literally see it like these layers and I'm just like, oh, it's this and this conversation and this conversation. And Mm -hmm. so I've, I've been for ever since I started my business, I feel I've been trying to like find the way to articulate that, find the way to support people in that. That is also in alignment with me, who is a very individual being who is interested in human design, who is interested in business, but doesn't, I'm, I'm definitely not built to be a coach. I'm not built to be here one-on-one serving. So there's, it's been quite a journey to like figure out like, okay, I, I get what I'm interested in. I get what I'm good at. How do I put it out in the world? <laughs> like mm-hmm. that, that's been the crux. So I, I feel like I've, I've just sort of like landed in a place that feels really good that just prioritizes me sharing my expression and how I see things. Mm-hmm. So it brings me down to sharing myself and my life and the way I see energy moving. And that's, it's a loose job description, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think, so this is something inside of slow branding, which you mentioned earlier that like I create a container for people to grasp just what you described is what you described as your Mm. medicine, right? Which is different than your modality. Mm. Your medicine and your modality are not the same. They're two separate parts of a whole. Mm. And so I just love the way that you just laid out that this is my medicine and who knows what modality we're going to use today yes. <laughs> or this season, right? Like it's it's kind of up for grabs and that's okay because the work mm. that's being done is this. The essence that's being poured out is mine mm-hmm. and it has a very unique frequency that does very unique things and that's that on that, on that, on that. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I absolutely love it. I think I I recently like realized it was like, okay, the form that I love that's easy is talking. Great. So I made a podcast. Like, and so I got started in that. And there, there, there was this freedom. Like, I thank you for acknowledging that because I'm realizing it as you reflect it back. Like, there was a pivotal moment when I, I started my podcast and I was listening back to my podcast and I was like, Like, I got it. Like, I received my medicine for the first time. And Mm. it, like, all I, I didn't need any of those words. I needed the Mm. frequency that was just transmuted into my body. Mm -hmm. And it was the biggest permission slip to see that, like, if nothing else, I'm creating for me. And this is why this expression runs through me, like my physical form. Mm -hmm. And it gave me so much freedom to just, prioritize listening to what's happening within because like it will accidentally come out in whatever form it wants to come out and it will be received. Yeah, absolutely. I want to dive deeper into this topic of intuitive listening, attunement, interoception, whatever we want to call it. Like there's so many layers in in this I would Mm. love to explore with you. I would love to understand more about your story and how you got here with these modalities and this like expression of your medicine in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm, oh yeah. Like going all the way back to the beginning. I, I was, I spent like so much of my childhood just like stuck in my head, like stuck in my inner world, very, very lonely. Mm. And with 
while like outwardly looking very happy, very popular, having a lot of friends, like I, I, it's like on the surface, I was doing great. But internally, like I was so confused. I was so hurt. I, my parents divorced when I was two. I didn't have a relationship with my dad. There were these like yearnings and this like pressure on my mom to be both parents and this like, just, just like absolute belief that somewhere in there I'm not valuable like and I can be left and I can be abandoned and that really affected like every relationship for me and every experience and in high school I had a very very like my still to this day my best friend who just looked me in the eye and said like I can't play this game with you I can't prove to you that I love you I love you like that's it and that was the beginning of me starting to see like oh, oh I'm I'm asking you to prove that you love me. Like, I didn't realize I was doing that. And I started to then like see, oh, like my behavior is creating something. Like it, it was the the very, very beginning of like, I have an impact and I am, something's happening in here. Yeah. And regardless of what I put out, what is happening in here is being felt, it's being received. And that, that was just the very beginning. Um, and then I went to college and I definitely, I'm, I'm the type of person who goes through these, like, I go through waves. I'm usually on nine, nine out of 10, I'm happy camper. But that one out of 10, I can be really dark and heavy and in this like kind of melancholic state. And in college, my mom was like, yeah, you're going to come home and do this like self-development workshop and you're going to love it and it's going to be great. And it was like basically like a weekend long of like a lifetime's worth of therapy in one weekend. And that's what like was the beginning of me sort of seeing like, oh, we create our own reality. Like we like I, I was already into like yoga and spirituality to a degree, like the very basic way you enter. And then I as I started to like actually become aware of myself, it was like, oh, like my world just started to like explode. Like things just started to make more and more sense. Um, and then that was the beginning of like, my intuition just was absolutely in charge. Like I, I felt this out of nowhere, you're moving to New York. Within a month, sold my car, moved to New York. Had no idea, like what? Worked at a retail store, decided to just randomly quit that retail store, believe in myself and chose a job quite literally applied for the job because I liked the word strategy did not know what it meant had never seen it before just applied for it got that job pay was paid so little it was it was like this whole experience of like my body was just guiding me and if my mind had even tried to say like this isn't enough money or this like anything it was it was like my body was just like don't even try like so there was this there was this like moment where I had lived for so long from my mind and then I was living like so deeply in my body and it felt so different like incredibly different and I felt like I was just on top of the world and like things would just unfold for me and then like down the road you know I lived in New York for like six and a half years and I moved into being I was at a media agency as a media strategist and then I moved into being a brand strategist and that's when I realized like I am literally using what feels like an incredible talent to manipulate mm -hmm. people into yeah. buying things. Yeah. And I think it was probably Weight Watchers that was like it for me. It was Weight Watchers and like a, a company that is like uh, cool sculpting. And I was like, I 
I can't give you my brain anymore. Like, yeah. it was just like, I'm sorry, this, this works. I can't give it to you anymore. Like, I can't help you manipulate people into thinking that they need to pay attention to this in this way because, and you know how strategy works. You're going into those details of their deepest, darkest fears and finding the psychographics that connect you to like, you're yeah. really reaching for like the, the, the negative beliefs that are circling and you're, you're leveraging those. Yeah. And that was, that was it for me. So I had this, like, it was, a, it basically felt like a soul reckoning where I was like, I am so good at this. I am now being paid what I never would have imagined I'd be paid at 26 years old. Like, oh my God. And I have to quit. Yeah. And that was scary. And like the amount of people that told me you're going to still have to do branding work. You're never going to be able to like, you know, you need to go to school for this. You don't know, blah, blah, blah. I found human design within like six months before I quit. And mm -hmm. that was all I needed to basically say, I've always known my body guides me. But mm -hmm. listen, I'm a three five with sacral authority. And according to this, I have every right to do what I think I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I did it. And that was the that was it. So it was it was really like so much of my inner world was being developed. And it was like that juxtaposition of living the life from my mind, living the life from my body, and then going into the world of entrepreneurship almost restarted the whole process again, because now we're in the space of scarcity and fear and having to provide for ourselves. And my mind just absolutely took hold again. Mm -hmm. And so I relearned everything through the lens of human design in the context of being a digital entrepreneur. Whew. Wow. That's my story. That's incredible. Wow. I didn't know that you were, that you have this like background in marketing and advertising and brand strategy. Yeah. Brand strategy in the wild can get real yeah. funky. Yeah. Really <laughs> fast. Um, and just good on you for like exiting the program, but also, wow, I feel so fascinated now, like being, you're mostly receptive, right? And mm -hmm. like, what is that like for you and your body? Like, I'm actually kind of curious about something kind of edgy, but like, I know that there are folks who are being very like particular and kind of loud on Instagram as they should be because we're all individuated beings doing our thing, right? About like receptive people and strategy. Mm. I don't know if you've seen the conversation happening. I'm I'm sure I've seen bits and pieces. <laughs> but yeah. um, I, for me, like, I, I'm, this is where, so just like more context on my design, I'm completely individual. I only have two channels and they're both individual channels. Mm. which when you're completely individual, you have this almost like deafness where you like just can't hear it. Like, it's yeah. like, like okay. I love that. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, it's really kind of funny because like people will tell me things and I'm like, okay, okay. And then like a year later, I'm like, did you know this? And they're like, yeah, I've been telling you for a year. I'm like, oh, interesting. So there's, I love that. It's, it, yeah, it's like a really funny kind of experience. And I think when I first learned about the arrows, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, because like I have an active mind I'm or brain. I'm strategic with my brain. That makes so much like I started to like try to leverage and use it. And that's where I think strategy gets confusing 
that's where I think we start to, sorry, my, something was happening to my computer there. That's where I think we start to play these sort of like games with ourselves, where we're trying yeah. to like strategize our way to something versus yeah. being strategic with energy. Like, yes. And that that's the nuance that you absolutely embody. That was like um, immediate for me where I was like, oh, Oh, she knows what she's talking about when she talks about strategy. Like, it's like you you hear people talk about strategy and when you get it the way that we get it, it's sort of like, wait, what are you doing? Like, we, <laughs> like, we don't need to manipulate that. We don't need to twist it and crank it. And like, it, yeah. it, your back doesn't need to be involved at all. Like, it's yeah. just an open-hearted, like, listening. It's, yes. And it's intentionality. Like, <sighs> So, so yeah, so for me, it's like the, that sort of conversation, it comes back down to like control and this, mm. and, and the manipulative old paradigm energy of strategy that I'm just like. Very strategic. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love the things that you're saying. Like I, I'm a communal, I have a communal trajectory so my ears always to the ground. Like I'm also across a rulership, 45 mm. in the conscious sun. Mm. So like I'm very, very like ear to the ground, finger in the wind. Like, and sometimes I don't like that. Like sometimes I'm like, I just want to be in my two line, 22 mm. design gate today in the sun sign. Like I just want to hang out in grace and solitude. Mm. But there's this other part of me that's like, oh, I just feel it in my body, the intensity that is going on and sometimes have to practice like energetic boundaries for sure. But also there's a part of me that's like, wow, like can we hold a different container mm. for how we how we use our power? Absolutely. If the, if the only people – who are holding a generous expression of strategy are the people who are insistent upon destroying the planet and our bodies. We lost. Mm. We've lost. Totally. I'm sorry. Like, it's gone. It's not hopeless, but it's like, well, there goes Atlantis. <laughs> there goes Lumeria or whatever. <laughs> like, if they existed, you know, like, there it goes. Like, it's not bad. It's not that it shouldn't happen, but it's also like we are creators. Mm. We are creator beings. We have the power to shift the atomic frequency, if I said that right, of a room. Mm. <laughs> like we have just like by holding a different capacity in our nervous system. It's mm -hmm. so wild. It's so wild. You can literally change the trajectory of an outcome by holding a slightly different capacity. I was talking about this with a client today. Like, do you have to go 100? Do you have to be in 100% self-trust? Can you just have 2% more self-trust? Just 2%. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can shift. And she had this moment where she was like, well, if I have 2% more self-trust – I can see how that 2% will be just enough for me to shift my orientation toward how I'm serving the collective mm. in the way that I'm expressing myself. And I'm like, yeah, 
Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those nodal shifts, those small moments. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious for you, Taylor Way. <laughs> what are the small shifts in your world right now mm-hmm. that you see as available, things that you've been doing or creating? Yeah. You know, the biggest thing, so I, I recently launched something like two, a week ago, a week and a half ago, and I have this pattern that I've noticed where I launch something and I'm like, like waiting <laughs> to basically be reflected and affirmed and confirmed, like all the things like, mm. like I'm waiting for the experience of the launch to show me that I am valuable, to show me that. I am being received to show me that what I have to give is worthy. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that I've launched something and I've been so intentional about my energetic body, so intentional about holding my own magic, my own energy, that I can genuinely have it in the world and like still have the doubts and concerns of like, okay, should more people be buying it? Should this be happening? Like still have those fears and the human side of it but be able to literally anchor so deeply into my body that I already know it is valuable. I already know it is successful. And this has been a really big journey for me around like identity and like feeling like I am, I know my direction. I know what I'm doing. I don't need a hundred people or even one specific person. I don't need anyone to come and show me or prove to me that I know what I'm doing. And that has been a really interesting lesson. And like the like two nights ago, I was like on the couch, just like to the universe, like if there's anything I need to tweak to make this like more abundant, to open Mm -hmm. this up, just tell me, like, just be so clear with me. And I woke up in the middle of the night and it was just hold the pose. Hold the pose. And I was like, got it. I got it. And so that has been like, such a rich journey that I'm on right now of like, can you see your value? Can you, can you stand in the mirror and repeat to yourself and feel so deeply in yourself that this is exactly what you're meant to be doing and that, you know, and you're living in alignment, you are trusting, you're paying attention to your body, you are responding to your body, you are doing things that feel good. Can that be success? Can that be satisfaction? And that's when I just like absolutely light up like a Christmas tree. And I just feel this sense of like, yes, like the the money, the recognition, like that's all icing on the cake. That's a byproduct. That's something that just naturally happens. The joy, the magic is me being so rooted in my own energy that I just know. I love that. I feel like launching is like an ice bath. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> it's like energy regulating, nervous system regulating force. Mm. Yes. And like the more you open your nervous system capacity to receive, and not even just receive, because I feel like that can also be like a little bit of like a, a windy strategy trap of like, mm-hmm. let me like stimulate all the points that are ready to receive so that I can be ready to receive right now. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, let me do all the meditations about receiving every moon meditation, every like subconscious X, Mm -hmm. Y, and Z timeline jump so I can be ready to receive right now. 
<laughs> exactly. And that's when you're like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So your mind's in reactive mode. Like, <laughs> yeah. grab, grab, grab. Like, it's in this, like, reactive state of, like, I will do anything to yeah. make sure that this works, to make sure that this happens. Yeah. But, th- but this invitation here exists of, like, can you just lean in just, like, 2% more? Mm-hmm. I'm in that vibe. That literally came out of a session today. But I'm like, just – can you open, can you feel the places that are already inside of you that are ready to receive? And can you just lean into those places just 10, 2%, 2%, 1% more? Yeah. And and as you say that, I'm like, I'm realizing a huge part of this lesson too is, can you stay rooted to the point where you allow yourself to keep being seen? Like, Yes. It, for me, as much as it's about receiving, it's a it's it's also being able to hold it, which is receiving. Right. But it's like holding the eyeballs consistently and continuing to expand myself. Like I, I'm so used to the idea of launching something where you're like, OK, it's two weeks. and I'm telling you all these things repeatedly over and over and I'm hitting all these points and I'm I'm proving to you I'm going to solve this problem. And like I, I, I I'm not solving any problems. That that's a this is a gray area offer that I finally allowed myself to create. I am holding space for curiosity. I am holding space for your own contemplation. I am holding space to build trust between your mind, body, and soul. I am not solving a problem. I am not giving you a quick solution or a quick fix. I can't strategically market this in a way that's going to incentivize you to react and buy. I literally can't do that. It is so out of alignment with what this offer is, which has been this journey of, okay, can you trust yourself enough to keep showing up, to keep speaking to the layers of the nuance, to keep allowing people to see what's underneath this and let your light be received? Like, can, can you really do that? And that has been the thing that my pattern has been, I shut down. I just shut down. I see immediately that it's not being reflected. And I'm like, I feel misunderstood. I feel not seen. I feel all these like heavy, heavy feelings. And this time I came into it like those things may come up and we're going to hold them and we're going to expand beyond them. Yeah. And that's that's what I am living (laughs) right now. I love that. I love that. I love that so much. Um. I love the gray area offer. What is the offer? It's a collection of tapes on the human design centers. So it's mm. it's called Developing Dialogue. And it's all about, like I was saying, like I, I genuinely believe we have this inner monologue that's just like running, running, running. And that is conditioning. And the process of deconditioning is creating a dialogue with the monologue, is starting to have a conversation with the resistance, the fear, the things that are coming up that are so hardwired as like your beliefs, your patterns, your behaviors. Mm-hmm. And so I I did it through the human design centers because they're essentially like just really nine simple energy pockets that we all experience. And yeah. and there, you know, there's two pressure centers, there's three awareness centers. Like they're flavored. It's like the way you sit with the solar plexus has way more to do with how things are coming into your body and the way that you're like, you're experiencing the awareness and the stories you're telling yourself versus the way you sit with your root has way more to do with 
the pressure that's building in your body, the way that you're understanding your body's resistance or flow or motivation. Like the conversations are nuanced based off of how the energy moves through your body. So yeah, I, I essentially created this collection of tapes that are me just talking through like 30 minutes of the energy and the stories I tell myself with that energy, the, the, the like narratives that I hear from others with that energy. And it just is essentially an invitation for your own contemplation at your own pace. Like, I love that. I, for me, when I'm in my own narrative and I'm stuck, I need somebody to poke and reflect so that I can pull it out, like so that I can take it from this body experience to this mental understanding to this soul knowing. Mm-hmm. And that's what I created, like a, a a container for you to be able to go into and have somebody poke and reflect and encourage that that mm-hmm. curiosity inside to to not judge that you may feel like a victim, but to explore that you feel like a victim and to understand what is going on in your heart that may have that come up for you. I love, I love that. I also love that you think that that is not solving any problems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I can think about, I can think of about like five, 10, 15, 35 problems that could solve for me to just sit down and like, look at the part of me that's like, I don't want to do this. And just ask questions. Totally. Well, <laughs> like it, liberation. Is, absolutely. This is where you can see my my receptivity fight with my strategy. This mm-hmm. is where you see it, like perfectly. It's like my whole body is like, no, this will just seep into everybody when it needs to seep into everybody. And my mind is like, yeah, but you do solve like 150 problems here. Like I do see that. I just, mm-hmm. I also see what feels manipulative there. Because if I told you that I solved those problems, you'd buy the entire collection today and you'd you'd run. And it's like, I want you to like almost fall into it and to like feel held by it. I And, and so, and I think I, I almost, as I say that, I'm like, I feel like some, it's probably revealing itself to me. Like there's probably more ways that I want to speak to it that will be authentic. But it's mm-hmm. been this journey of instead of like running and launching something that I know is like going to be a game changer, I've been like leaking it into the internet. Like I've been like treating this offer the way I treat my inner world, like Mm -hmm. this slow, beautiful journey of just like curiosity and discovery and compassion and connection. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I just got that as you asked that question. So thank you. That's, it feels, Mm -hmm. it just, that's way more in, in the space of like what it is that I want to put out in the world while knowing that like so much transformation happens there. Like so much transformation happens, but I want you to know you did it. Like I didn't bring you that solution. You got there because you sat still and you witnessed and you noticed. And I think that's the, that's sort of what I'm grappling with in like Mm -hmm. being that bridge. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think something that you're describing is something that I've been feeling really fascinated by, which is this interdependent narrative that mm-hmm. um, I feel like is missing in a lot of conversations around like how we create products and services mm. for the people that we serve because we are in service, right? We are serving them. And like 
you know, is it okay to be intentional about how and what we serve, right? Like, I don't want to just be sitting here playing in your face. Like, no, like, let's come together. Like, what do you need? I've got you. Mm-hmm. Village codes, very 45 yeah. vibe, very cross of rulership vibe. I'm very aware. <laughs> very aware. But also, like, I feel like that's a curiosity that I bring to the table in this. You know, it was like, it's, it's okay for you to take this off my plate. Mm. Mm. Like, to co-regulate against something mm. safe. Like it's okay for my partner to do the dishes. Yeah. I don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. And like, how can we be in service like that in the culture? Those are the questions that I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> my strategic I- mind is my like one part, my one strategic arrow is like, totally. how can we serve the culture? Well, and I love it because like I can feel, I feel your community energy in everything you share in just being in conversation with you. It's wild. And like, I, I, you know, I think one thing that's like real for an individual is this feeling of like, you don't feel like you belong in a community when you're fully individual and you like the way that I, when I create things, I'm kind of like, we'll see. And I'm almost like waiting to see like what communities are interested in this train of thought, in this line of thinking. Because there's this like, there's there's this almost fear of putting the thing out because it's so individual, because this is how I do this. This is the space that I hold. And even as you say, like the the co-regulating part, I'm like, yeah, I mean, when I closed my eyes and, and visualized this offer, it was like everybody was individually alone in their bedroom, transported back to their childhood self, alone with the narratives, but no longer alone, because now you have a friend in your ear who's having that conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And you're like transported back to that place of like, as if somebody was sitting with you when the narrative began. And it is training your body to co-regulate by just giving your your mind the microphone for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then your soul is like, great, I will take it back now. And it's this process that I I do believe, like I had to teach myself that process. I, I, I never knew how to regulate my emotions. I never knew how to observe what I was experiencing or feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, yeah, you're you're like putting, putting it back in for me in this space of like, it is, that's a beautiful layer of the work that I do that I guess, I, I guess what I'm seeing is like, I don't let myself uh, like take, give that credit or like put that value there of like, oh, you are, this is part of what you're putting out there. And I think this is part of my journey of like going from hardcore telling you exactly what's going to happen and like convincing you to go down the path to like, I'm just going to put it here and like hope that you find your way down when like I'm getting to the articulation of, okay, this is here. This is what I offer. And this is what you will receive. And I hope that it lands for you. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love that. I don't know if you're familiar with like Teo Montoya. Of course. Studied with him. Literally. Really? Literally have a a page open in my notebook that's like notes from Teo's recent life. (laughs) I love that. I'm high key obsessed with Teo and his work. Yes. High key. And Teo, if you're listening to this podcast, hello. (laughs) 
we love you for me in Taylor way. Um, but what you just said kind of reminded me of something that Teo said. Um, he was talking about like metamodernism mm-hmm. and like how we as a humanity are making our way back from the void, so to speak, from this void of postmodernism where we strip everything away because the high control group is just mm-hmm. not flying anymore. This high control frequency around who we are, how we be, what we mean, what our purpose is, is not it. Yes. But neither is like the nothingness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can't be in the nothingness all the time when we are material less nerves and cells and sweat and Mm -hmm. tears and all the other things that come out of the human body. Like we are like minerals and like salt and just physical beings. And that is such a powerful, beautiful thing. And we have structure, we have a bone structure and we have shape and we have just all of these things, eye color, texture, everything about us is like, is structured in its own yes. like mushy way. Even mush is structured. Yes. yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Just and I, I, when, when Teo first started having this conversation, I actually love that we're circling to this because I, and I'm like, LOL, this is so projectory of you to like know that this is this is a part of my journey, <laughs> like that you would just know. But I, I yes, I, I studied human design with Jess and Teo, which is like just LOL again. Um, so like so much of my my understanding came through what felt like teachers who, who were seeing the world similarly to me. So it gave me a lot of freedom to really like look at how I want to express this, how I want to interpret this. And recently when I saw Teo start to share what he's been sharing, it was this like profound, this is why you chose Justin Teo, because Teo has a mental structure that you've always been connected to. And it's this sort of like the way he articulates, the way he breaks it down, it's I could never do it. I don't see it fully the way that he sees it, but he's bringing a a structure to this loose, crazy inner experience that I feel like I've I've begun to articulate, but I still lose this, like I get that sense of uncertainty or like, does this even make sense? Am I, am I losing people? Like the place where I'm not meant to have that certainty, it's as if like the the timing again, like he he showed up and started sharing and I was like, oh my God, I felt so safe to keep going on my path. Like it yes. was, I had the same experience. <laughs> I hope so too. That is like the exact, like you don't even realize the yeah. crazy ripple effect you're having when you just trust that you're seeing something and it needs to be voiced. It needs yes. to be shared because we are evolving as a collective and we are oh, yeah. coming back to, we are meaning making machines. What's oh, the point sure. of the meaning that we're making? How are we organizing that in our body? How are we orienting to this meaning? And how can we come back to prioritizing the the relationship with this physical entity so that we can come back to the entire point, which is to be expressed, to yeah. absolutely allow our essence to be made manifest in the earthly plane. Amen. Amen. Mm. Ah, just 
so good. Sitting in that <laughs> thought for just a second. Yeah. No, Teo was a huge reason just a conversation with him catalyzed my expression and huge reason why I changed the name of the podcast was like, my light is good. I had this moment where I was like, I'm not like, I'm not too in my head. I'm not like, not, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like seeing something that's coming out. Yes. Oh, yes. My light is good. I had this moment and I was just like, so everything that you're saying, I'm just like letting it sink and being mm. with it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and that that just brings up for me, like, I think sometimes we we cannot possibly see the impact that we're having. And like, like that, it just makes me think of when you share the way you're seeing something, like when you just go, it's like multiple stories, just long form writing. <laughs> every time I'm like, oh my God, she did it again. She did it again. Like it's every <laughs> time it's like, and it's crazy. And I had this feeling the other day, like oh I, I like screenshotted you and just shared you on my story. I was like, I literally, anything she says, I want to listen to it. It's this, oh my God. It's this experience though of like, not only are your words landing, but you're affirming for me that I can just go off and talk about this topic. I can go into mm. my fields. I can just like share. I can like let my frequency just ooze out and it's going to do what it needs to do. And I don't need to know that it's doing that. You don't know that I'm having this experience every time. Like yeah. sometimes I'm responding, sometimes I'm not responding, but every time I'm feeling the impact. And that to me, it's like that is why we show up that is why we keep sharing it's like we just let the light out let the light into the other oh (laughs) yes oh i felt that just like seeing this like this like gentle crack down the human body and just like just a little bit of light that just comes out yes just a little bit oh my gosh yeah Thank you for that. I definitely, I always have like these like six to 12 hour cycles where I'm like, all right, I wrote a book on Instagram today. Um, Hope hope you all like it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, all right, take it down. (laughs) Yeah. Time to take it down. (laughs) No, you did one. You were like, might delete later. I was like, why? (laughs) Like, what? It's always so good. I think, and I think that's just part of like the lesson here is like the, and this is, I feel like I've been on, you know, ever since you, whenever you go down the entrepreneurial journey, it's like, you're going to go down a social media journey. There's just inevitability there. (laughs) And I think it's like it, I right now, currently I am oriented to social as like my platform. It is my space to express. It is my digital bulletin. It is like as if I'm alone in my office, just putting these things up, just organizing this. And when I look at it that way, I feel so free. I feel so like, I don't need to tell you a message. Like the paid offer with the insight is at my website. Like over here on Instagram, I'm just sharing my expression. I'm just sharing how it's landing for me today, what I'm experiencing right now. And every time I lose sight of that, I, my mind starts to take control. My mind starts to tell me all the things I need to do, what would work, what would sell, what would generate more income, like all the things. And I just have to come all the way back to like, what am I doing right now? And like, what do I, what what do I want to 
put out? What am I connected to? What am I looking at that's bringing me joy? And like, it all comes back to like, what's happening in my body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that you shared that. I feel like my experience, very communal, is like food for the village. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've like, it feels I'm that way. Leading into that more of like, it's okay to be this way, Dajie. Like, it's okay to like, I just, I feel so self conscious about it sometimes. Uh, <laughs> just a little behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like I do, like I feel like, oh, am I being too much, too intense, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. But like, but yeah, I am. I'm being too much, too intense because I'm rising for the village. Like mm. everything I do is for this community. And like not in the community on Instagram, the people who follow me, like not that sense of community, but like the collective, the whole, like everything I do is for the whole. Yes. Yes. And that feels like home for me. Like it feels like water, like the waterworks start going in and I'm like, yes, I feel myself like in my role mm. operating when I'm in that of like, yes, yes, it's I'm cre- like I'm sharing my expression, but also like, and I'm not necessarily thinking about how other people are going to pick it up, but I'm like, oh, I just made some fire black beans here. Have some. <laughs> <laughs> Like it feels like that. Yes. That's exactly it though. Like, and, and it's, you know, it's so funny because I do feel like I have certain people in my life who are like, who are community driven. And it's this, it's, it's like, it's really like old stone age. Like I close my eyes and we are in a hut. Yeah, <laughs> the and you're like, would you like dinner? And I'm like, oh my god, yes. I'm so bad. Like, it is that that is my experience with you on social media, like quite <laughs> literally. And it's this experience where, like, I I will. There's always a nugget that I needed that I didn't know I needed, and like, it's this sort of journey of like, it's it's just so cool to hear your behind the scenes dialogue there because it's like, what would happen if you didn't share it? What would the impact be? Would we even be here right now having this? I'm sure. (laughs) You know, here's here's what actually brings me a lot of peace around that question. I really believe that anything I'm pulling in, any like term, any dialogue, any whatever, is in the collective conscious and subconscious. Like it's in the collective mind, Mm. and I just happen to be present to it at the moment. Like I tried looking up regenerative mysticism on the internet and it's nowhere. Nobody's talking about regenerative mysticism. Why? It's like so apparent that we should be talking about regenerative mysticism, that that should be a term, but apparently it's not. And so I just had this moment of like, this was in the collective mind and here, what an honor, what an honor to Mm -hmm. pull this down and materialize. You know, anything I'm talking about, this work on strat, like anything, oh, that's that's intercession. Like I mm. used to, that's a whole other story for another podcast. But like, <laughs> like I felt this like visceral call when I was in college of like, felt like spirit was like, you're going to be an intercessor. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Really, I don't really know what that means. But I was like walking across the street and it was the first time that spirit had ever really talked to me like that direct, you know, mm. like, I'm going to make you a powerful intercessor. Like, what do you do when 
God tells you that. <laughs> and you're like 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I don't know what this means. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to break in my converse right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, But now like in retrospect, like 10 years later, I'm like, oh, I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. I see it. I'm here for this. Yes, let me stand in service. Let me be here for the mm-hmm. village. I'm here to be this doula in between worlds. Like, let yes. me just, I'm here for it. I'm ready. Make my body a vessel. Like, you just <laughs> reminded me of something you shared, I think, a year ago. And I'm like, yeah, like, this is this is how much it penetrates into my mind that I don't even remember it's there until something comes up. You shared about the, like, the vortex of thought and, like, the visual was literally like a circle with like a triangle coming down and it was how like if everybody shares their thought it's like we expand as a collective but we all have these like interconnected thoughts do you remember this story oh yes (laughs) oh my god this was i deleted that one (laughs) yeah no you're kidding me no i deleted it because i was like this is too weird for people no (laughs) i'm crossing lines Like I deleted that within like four or five hours. I was like, this is too much for folks. Thank God I got it. I need (laughs) to know that made, that was huge for me. Huge. Because the, like, like I was saying, like as an individual, it's like, I think that my shit's weird. So it's like, when I feel like somebody else kind of already talks about it, they don't need to hear it from me. Like, I'll just go over here and like not share that. And the way you spoke to it was this sensation of like, if I'm not contributing the way I see it, I am literally pulling down the collective. Like I'm stopping our evolution by getting in my own way. Mm -hmm. And it's this sort of reminder of like, you could be here for the individual. You could be here for the community. You could be here for the collective. You're here for a reason. Like you're just here for a reason. Yes. And you have something to contribute because you're here and it doesn't matter. And the stories that you hear, the narratives that are coming up that are stopping you from wanting to share that, that's all that needs to be explored. There's no action Mm -hmm. that needs to be taken. Just look at what that is and come back to what you're really motivated by. And all of a sudden, your own magic starts to unfold for you. You will be pulled by it. Because there's something so much greater that wanted to come here at this time. Like, and you can't, you cannot stop that. I felt that in every part of my body. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for reminding me of that moment because I didn't look back. I was like, this is too much. This is too weird. Mm. I like even did the whole video. Like I felt like, I felt like I was in my like philosopher identity, Mm. house identity and like, just thank you for reminding me about my own medicine in that moment of when mm. I choose to shrink, we all shrink. We feel it in our mm. bones. Yeah. We feel it in our bones and it's not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's not bad that like when, when we have those moments where we're like, oh, like I feel like so cringeworthy. I feel like I my medicine doesn't belong. It's not wrong. Mm-mm. But what just happens, what happens as a result is that, oh, we miss out on your peace and your light and your medicine mm-hmm. and your goodness. And the very unique streak of evolution and innovation that you are wired, you are meant to bring into the collective at this time. It's good. 
it's good. And the first thing that comes up for me is like, amazing. You can share that again <laughs> because there's so, so many people who didn't get it. Like it's sort of like opening of like, okay, cool. Well, there's probably even more that you see now that if you were to rearticulate it whenever it comes through again, you know, it's like there's even more magic to be had. And I think that is like coming back to that space of self-trust and self-compassion. And it's like, if you were to make yourself wrong there, that would be the beginning of the shrinking. But there is no wrongness there. It's a it's a comical like, oh my gosh, thank God I got the four hour window that I got. You know, it's like, it's this place where we can like laugh at it and look at it and see it and expand inside of it and see like the beauty there. And that, I mean, that's just the biggest metaphor of like the whole point, right? Like we're here to really, really feel that and be able to, share it and not feel bad or wrong when anything shifts that or anything like stops us from being there. Yeah. It's just information, Mm -hmm. but I'm so glad that it came back around. That was, that was a moment. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much, Taylor Way. You are so welcome. Well, I know we're nearing the end of our time and I don't want to like soak up more of yours, even though I'm really enjoying this conversation. It feels like it just completely blazed by. Mm. Um, I would love to hear you talk about where people can find your work. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I am on Instagram as being Taylor Way. And then my website is wayofbeingyou.com. And I'm also a creator on the Spacious um, app, the Spacious Network Hub. So that's another place where if you're into these types of conversations, there are like a full, full breadth of those inside of the Spacious app by many human design voices. So, Oh my gosh, I love that. Um, I love that. P the Fairy was on the podcast a few weeks ago and she was talking about that. Yes. I think it's such a brilliant idea. I need to join. Yes, he and I have a podcast together in there. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm sure the conversations are lit. Yeah. (laughs) It's, we literally like play with reality and like bounce it back and forth with each other of like, I see it like this. How do you see it like that? It's like, it's all about depending on where you're standing, that's the reality you're creating. And that's, it's just fun. (laughs) I love that. It's really fun. I love that. I'm sure that that is pretty powerful and transformative for the people who are listening and, engaging with that conversation well all right well this is the end of our time (laughs) it was magical it was magical thank you so much taylor ray for this beautiful conversation um i'm so excited i'll put your details in the show notes and make sure everybody can find you amazing thank you i'm so glad that we finally got to sit down this has been so magical to receive one-on-one like beyond my phone screen is just like (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) It's been so amazing. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.